The Cleveland Browns and franchise tag tight end David Njoku have agreed to terms on a long-term extension. There's been a lot of reactions around the league for a player whose statistical production has not met said contract. But if you have followed the Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski regime, this contract makes a ton of sense. Also, we're going to tell you whether or not you went to a cookout this weekend or to a barbecue this weekend on Memorial Day weekend. All that and more. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd on the latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. Your host, Garrett Bush. We're going to break it all down here today. Today's episode is brought to you by the fine folks over at Bet Online. Everybody knows about Bet Online. They've been with us for a long time. You want to put some skin on the game? BetOnline.ag is where you want to go. Best lines, best odds, best props. Go ahead and check those folks out. Uh, as you can see, it is Monday, Memorial Day weekend. Some folks still in the house after a long weekend. I'm in the B studio here today in my own home. <laughs> but we got works we got to do. Um, uh, everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out, we truly appreciate you. Whether it is now, newly on YouTube, whether it is your favorite podcast platform, make sure you're following, subscribed. The subscribers on YouTube, come on, guys. We're in like the mid-five range. Let's get those numbers up. Uh, but we're going to continue to bring the best content we can on a daily basis. Um, as Garrett has mentioned, um, late Friday news drop. And I was tipped off that maybe there was going to be a, you know some late Browns news on Friday. I got to be honest. I had my fingers crossed. I was concerned about what maybe those news would have been but it was right. certainly a positive uh <laughs> going into a 60 year david Najoku has been extended for the long term uh we're going to break this down here a little bit um and i know there's some people who have some negatives towards this there's people who have some positives towards this um and we're going to get into this a little bit here and this isn't as far off as people think it truly might be garrett as far as extending a player of David Njoku. Look, a lot of it is banked on what they think David can be where when he is going to be the tight end number one for this team. But there's a lot of positive to this. But I do understand anybody who may be naysaying this a tad bit. But go ahead, Jay. Well, you know, I, definitely, you know, as we do in my radio show, uh, you know, the barbershop, when, when this news broke, there was a lot of people on Twitter like, you know, David Njoku is now being paid like a top five tight end. And, you know, he's had some issues with drops in the past. He's had some issue with, with whether or not he's a, he's a solid or competent run blocker or blocking tight end. And they've, they've really just said his production overall wasn't where they, they wanted it to be, if you're talking about in terms of that amount of money. But for me, I looked at it in a totally different situation because what you're doing is you're looking at your opportunity cost here. You know, if you don't want to, you know, they already franchise tagged him. So, you know, they had already shown interest that they wanted to keep him. And that was a, a, a figure at 11 or so million dollars, which isn't far from what they've given him with the 13 uh, per year. So for me, I looked at it in terms of that. And then on top of that, you, you, you have to take in consideration if you don't give that money to David and Joku and you don't 
sign him back or you don't bring him back. Well, who are you who are you replacing him with? Sometimes it's, it's better to have a guy that's in your system that you already know what he is. You feel he has some upside and you think as a coaching staff, you can coach him up to be to to, to kind of crack that ceiling. And when you got a guy like Deshaun Watson and, and is a top five quarterback, you automatically expect that the production of your, your receivers, tight ends and running backs are going to go up because of what he is as a quarterback. So for me, I, I thought it was a good deal. I, I think that it signifies that the Browns are going all in. They want to make sure that they got every, uh, you know, T cross, I's dotted, so that that, in in fact, that there is a a, um, a Deshaun Watson suspension. They're giving somebody like Jacoby Brissett the best people that they can give and, and have at his asset or or add at his uh, value, so that they can go ahead and win some football games. So I, I really like the move. See, for me, there's like several avenues to look at this. Um, when the Browns regime took over two years ago. Now, keep in mind, in 2019, David Njoku missed most of the year, broke his wrist early. That Monday night game against the Jets was never really the same, was never really a factor, and obviously it was not only a lost season for David Njoku, it was a lost season for the entire franchise, essentially. Um, so they basically came in, and it was raw with David Njoku. What they knew is they had a huge, big athletic player at the position who needed to be coached up. Really odd to talk about this type of player in going into year four, Garrett. But that was the case it was for the Browns. And that's that's just facts. It's the way it was. They covered their bases at the time. They spent a ton of money on Austin Hooper. They did not know what they had in David Njoku. You go back to the beginning of the 2020 season. David Njoku was not playing a ton early. And the thought process there and from the regime and from the coaching staff was is if you were going to be a full-time tight end in this NFL, you can't just be a guy who catches passes. You need to be a two-way fundamental player at the position. David Njoku took to the coaching, took to the words he was being told, put his nose to the ground, and put in the work. His blocking picked up. Therefore, his involvement with the passing game in 2020 picked up. Now you go to 2021, you know, kind of hit the ground running here. Now he's comfortable as a blocker, always been comfortable as a receiver. As the year went on, we saw a step down, certainly, within the game of Austin Hooper. We saw where David Njoku was stepping up. David Njoku had less receptions than Austin Hooper last year, had a boatload you know, more receiving yards. David had four, four uh, receiving touchdowns. Austin Hooper only had three. Um, but what you saw was the culminate. And here was the thing. is There's no question about it, whether it was as a receiver or as a blocker in 2021. David Njoku was the best tight end on the Cleveland Browns roster. So what do the Browns say? And this is kind of what we've been saying with some of the players that have been getting extended. Denzel Ward, Nick Shaw, you put in the work, you improve, you be somebody that we can say, hey, this guy had some deficiencies that we weren't sure about. They've improved upon those deficiencies. They become a better player. They become a stable part of this team. These are the guys we are going to extend. And anybody who's surprised about the extension, once you put the tag on him, where did you think this was going? They were the, the tag was the whole purpose of we are going to tag you because we want to get this contract figured out. We want you here long term. There's not much difference in age between David Njoku and Austin Hooper. Although where you look at David Njoku, you look at a player who was on the rise. And even though they're about, I think it's 16, 17 months apart in age, Austin Hooper last year 
certainly looked like a player who was already on the decline. So with the Browns and with this tight end position, this is a player they like, and we've talked about this, and I don't care if you believe this or not, Deshaun Watson 100% is here to raise the abilities, the production of a lot of these players. Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku, Anthony Schwartz, David Bell doesn't fall into this realm, obviously. But if you went and got the elite of the elite in the Browns' front office opinion of the quarterback, everybody's statistical production is going to pick up. Um, last year, it was, I think, 36 receptions. It was like 415 change, four touchdowns. Is he going to be challenging Kelsey, Mark Andrews in the statistical production? No, he's not. That's not the way this offense works. Um, and a lot of this is dictated by defense and coverage you know, and a quarterback going through the reads. Is it more of a, hey, he's going to be north of 50? We're talking maybe 700 yards, maybe 800 yards. Does that four touchdowns turn into seven, eight? But you have a complete tight end, and you have a guy who put in the work. And for the naysayers, yes, I understand. The Browns paid for production they have not seen yet from this player. But that does not mean that they feel any differently or any less confident about this move. The guy can play. Go to the Charger game last year. When you try to feature him, when you try to focus on him, he can be as big of a factor as a receiver at the tight end position as anybody in the game. It's just a question of which game dictates those opportunities for a player like David Njoku. Yeah, yeah. It's just all about targets, opportunity, and who's throwing them the football. And I, and I think the Browns are confident in both of those things. And I, I, I'm I'm really uh, interested to see wh- how many targets he's going to get during this season because I think he's going to be a big part of the offense uh, right after Amari Cooper. I have no questions about that. And, you know, it, it, it again, week to week it's going to change. And once Amari Cooper starts to eat, once David Njoku starts to eat, then it's going to be David Bells, the Donovan Peoples-Jones. It's going to be your time to contribute. So this way, now the coverage cannot be dictated to one player or another. Uh, Memorial Day weekend here, Monday Memorial Day weekend. Um, obviously, from Garrett and I to you know everybody paid the ultimate sacrifice for two fools like us to be doing something like this that we get to do. So many sacrifices were made for what we live in here in the United States. God bless everyone. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. We're going to continue here with this. We're going to go into a little bit of the involvement, uh, the involvement of the tight end position, the way it's currently going to be, because this is a big talking point. This team, this coach, this offense absolutely loves the tight end position, and it's going to be a big change, but we're going to get to all that. And, of course, we're going to get to, look, I know everybody went out this weekend somehow, some way, and me and G. Bush, we're going to let you know, like, there's a big, big difference between whether you went to a cookout or whether or not you went to a barbecue this weekend. All that more, your latest Lockdown Browns. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at betonline.ag. Whether you uh, enjoy, you know, spending a couple of shekels, whether it is the NBA playoffs, whether it is obviously the NHL playoffs, um, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting uh, to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. I just want to thank everybody again who makes Locked On Browns 
their first listen day in and day out. Garrett and I appreciate it as we begin this new venture together. Now teammates, co-hosts on Lockdown Browns. Garrett, and the thing here where maybe some people are going to get a little bit confused is the fact that, you know, there's money being here. And look, David Njoku, this is the part that people don't understand. He was in the fifth year of a first-round contract. He was making good money. Austin Hooper was making better money. And anybody who's concerned about the money, if you equate it to where the salary cap is now, as opposed to where the salary cap is when Austin Hooper was signed in 2020, guess what? It's not much of a difference. And now with Harrison Bryant being your number two tight end and being a fourth round pick, picked in the hundreds, this room is essentially cheaper than it was originally slated to be going into the season. I, I think when you look at it, I think people have this this new, I don't know where it came from, but I, I would say probably about 20 years ago, um, there was this thing where you know people started running around and really trying to be capologists, like they started, you know, <laughs> looking around and and I don't know where it came into society or where it came into fandom or pop culture, but you know, now everybody is so quick to tell you about who doesn't deserve what or why or why or not you overpaid or underpaid a guy. And I just was like, you know, these some of you guys, I was in fifth grade with you. You guys weren't very good at math. You didn't, you didn't do algebra very well, and now. Now, all of a sudden, you could tell me exactly how much cap space the Browns have and who they can't pay if they pay this guy. I always ask, if you're looking at it, who have the Browns not been able to sign based on the fact that they've paid a bunch of other people too much money and they have to cut the person? It's not, it hasn't happened. So at the same time, you know, while you got Deshaun Watson, they still signed Denzel Ward. They're still signing guys to the contract. They've signed five or six dudes. Extended Nick Chubb. Extended Denzel Ward. Brought back Jadavian Clowney. Everybody's eating at the big boy table. And all of it. So why why are you trying to play the, the, the miss? I think it's that people want to be uh, the smartest guy in the room. I think people want to say, you know, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta be conservative about what you do with the money because this person contract is going. I might listen, man. Don't I'm not counting nobody's coins. I'm sure that these Ivy League guys and, and, and Mr. Moneyball himself, John, uh, Mr. D. Podesta, has a, a, a great team of financial uh, stat guys, and they could tell you the future of the salary cap and projections. So I think we, we need to all stop for once and for all about being whether or not you overpay for a person or not. And the thing is, look, the salary cap, it forever is going to go up. Obviously, you hit a little halt in emergency break with the COVID situation. And look, that's just the way it went. Um, and still, there was tons of flexibility for every franchise. You look at a team like the New Orleans Saints. We do this every offseason with the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are $75 million over cap. And guess what? The Saints just signed Tyron Matthew late. It, you get yourself where it's, guess what? We are going to restructure every single year. And of the $9 million salary you're going to get paid, it's now going to be $7.5 million in a signing bonus. If anybody, if you've heard the term kicking the can down the road, that is yep. exactly what it is. And this is what's going to go on. Anybody's concerned about future money? Well, guess what? Uh, you want a simple one, easy one? Jack Conklin at right tackle. Guess what? Maybe they don't need Jack Conklin next year. So Jack Conklin, which could be on the last year of his deal here with the Browns, now you've opened up, what is I think, $8.5 million. 
So there you go. There's $8.5 million just like that. Kareem Hunt is not slated to be on this Browns roster next year. Guess what? There is more cap space. Greedy Williams is not a ton of money as a, form, no, a former second uh, former second uh, second round pick, but there is more money created. It can be done. It can easily be done. I hate the phrase that salary cap is a myth because it's not. It's whether or not how you know to how to work it, how you know how to function around it. But now getting to this tight end position, Garrett. Now Harrison Bryant, the blocking has been coming through two years, and he's it's very similar to David Njoku. It's I'm putting in the effort. It's not going to come right away. Um, but now you get to this where the Browns looked at this tight end position and they love the tight end position. So anybody that's thrown off about the Njoku money, you shouldn't be because they feel the tight end is essential to the Kevin Stefanski offense. So now you elevate David Njoku to tight end one. Harrison Bryant now becomes your bonafide solidified tight end number two, making no money. So you basically took the two guys who showed the best as receivers at the tight end position last year and bump them up in the packing order. This is a nice room. And as far as are they going to go three deep, there's going to be a third tight end. It may not be any of these names that are being bantied about that are currently with the Browns. They may go out and just find the essential third offensive tackle to come in and just be a, you know, a solid run blocker. And then every now and then when nobody's paying attention, We'll toss him a little bone or whatever. But this is a group here. It is now, look, Austin Hooper came here with a reputation of being an athletic, solid player in the passing game. I got to be honest, we didn't get to see that so much. 2020 was good. 2021, there were times where he was tripping over blades of grass. There were balls tossed, you know, right around here between the chin, above his numbers, didn't come down with them. <laughs> It's, it's not, look, it's just the way it is. I'm not trying to, I mean, we're just giving real analysis. Everybody knows this. Everybody saw it. But so the point is, all right, so then these two guys, and for David Njoku and people with the drops, yeah, I mean, look, I had some bad habits three and four years ago too. David Njoku dropped two balls last year. So we can take that one. We can kick that one in the river because it just wasn't the case last year. This is a nice-looking tight end room. Um, you're going to hope for a little bit more from this third tight end because, God forbid, either one of these guys misses time between Njoku and Bryant. But this is the makings of a pretty solid tight end room here for a team that should be able to get these tight ends more wide open because, again, Deshaun Watson should be able to bring this vertical presence to the passing game that they really haven't been able to have the last couple of years. Yeah, I, when you look at it, you, you you can have two tight ends. They love tight ends. You might even see a third tight end. You know, you know Stanton or some of the uh, fullbacks that they have. They can use those guys as a third tight end if they don't really want to bring somebody else in. That way, Kevin Stefanski actually loves fullbacks too. I, I think he's the one of the only teams besides Kyle Shanahan to actually have a fullback um, that actually blocks and does different things like that. So you you can even see one of those guys um, flex and be an H back and tight end on goal line situations. But, you know, it, 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 this was an essential part of what they wanted to do. And, and I think um, the tight end position is a little more athletic. It's a little more solid. And they got the, the best guys on the field uh, to, to catch the football and it could be because, like you said, Hooper was not what we, he was advertised to be, and I think the Browns uh, did the wise thing and moving on from him early. 
And this is where, and I'm just going to close with this before we get to our third segment. Um, and we only have uh, one ad here, you know, the off season, the ads run a little bit less, but we, you know, we'll get this all that nonsense here in a second. But this is where, what you look at from this regime. Now, these are players that have been extended by this regime. A lot of times in the NFL, what do you see? It's about our guys. It's about the guys we brought in. Well, Miles Garrett's here for the foreseeable future. This regime did not sign him. Nick Chubb is here for the foreseeable future. This team did not draft him. Denzel Ward is here for the foreseeable future. Catching catch where I'm going with this, guys? Uh, foreseeable future. And now David Njoku, they did not draft him. Foreseeable future. It is about understanding and recognizing what you think is the core of your roster. What is the best thing for your team going further? And that is what I absolutely love about the way the Browns do business. Um, they find a player, they identify, he fits, he works, he's part of this. And they establish it, they make it work. And it's just great to see because there's no blinders, there's no personal business to this. And you know, keep in mind, you know, Miles Garrett was a saucy guy. And now we're talking about guys with John Dorsey guys. It yep. doesn't matter. If you are going to do what we need you to do, you are going to work like we need you to work. If you're going to represent this organization like we want you to do, that's it. That is what we are going to build a foundation officer. And it's so great for a team that never had any idea how to even establish or build a foundation. And even Joe Batonio for as long ago as he was, for God's sakes. Um, so all of that. Um, we're going to shift gears here. Um, again, everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. Uh, it, it means the world to us. Um, obviously, you know, here we are growing yet again here with the podcast that has been in existence since 2017. Um, now on the YouTube, you know, me and Garrett getting to know each other, busting each other's chops, having a little fun here, stalking some Browns here. And again, we still haven't even gotten to talk about football yet, which is the craziest part. So make sure you're checking us out on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe over there, wherever your favorite podcast platform is, where you get your podcast, follow, subscribe, leave those five-star ratings written reviews we truly appreciate it and g money's kick it off here because we got to get to the biggest misconception of summer holidays well you know you know we talked about this a little bit earlier you know you you came on my radio show to barbershop and we were kind of chopping it up earlier about this and this is actually a topic um that we, we were going over before so for me I, you know, I always, uh, you, you know, enjoy, uh, you know, summertime and, and getting out with family and friends. But if you know anything about summertime, you know about cookouts and you know about barbecues, right? We know about those type of gatherings, but some people don't really ask the correct question. The question for me is, what is the difference between a barbecue and a cookout? It's all kind of unwritten rules about this too. Like, you know, is it, do you have to bring your own meat to the table? Do, <laughs> hey, do I got to, you know, if, if you, the coals is running, can I touch another man's grill if I want to put my own meat on the grill? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all these are, all these are different, man. And, and I just think, you know, I, I throw this out there all the time. Sometimes you can have a gathering and it just turn into something, right? Sometimes, but sometimes when you're doing something like a barbecue, that has to be planned because you got to have a lot of stuff moving. So, Jeff, let me ask you this question. And in how you do it and how you understand it, what do you believe is the difference between a cookout and, and a, a barbecue? First things first, a cookout means we got a propane grill and we think there's enough gas in it there where we can make some food. 
because the first thing for you know everybody picks it up uh, i think we're good i think i, I think we're good <laughs> me i only grill with charcoal guess what if i see three bags i can cook all day and i can cook all night um with also with the cookout means your host may say we got burgers we got dogs oh crap can you pick up rolls oh can right. you pick up hot dog rolls oh janie's coming janie can you get some ketchup and you can get some mustard and the other thing where it gets really really you know misfangled and confused is um a cookout your sides are doritos lace potato chips or whatever <laughs> chips were two for five whatever <laughs> chips were two for five two for and five look, right and if somebody tried to fancy up your cookout they brought the store made mac salad the store yep. made potato salad when you go to a barbecue look everything there is made and when you're talking barbecue, you're talking smoking food. You're talking ribs. And you know, I told this to Garrett today. I said, if you go to a barbecue, they tell you to come at 11 or noon. The real food doesn't come till two to three hours later. Right. Because you know what? You get there and you're like, oh man, that smells great. I'm starving. Oh, bro, you, you got smoker. we got two, three hours, bro. The, the chick just went on. The ribs have been on for two hours. They still got two to three hours more. Uh, you know, don't touch the sides. Don't touch the baked beans. Don't touch the potato salad. Don't touch the macaroni. It's all got to flow together. And, you know, look, alcohol, that, that that don't count. Whatever you like to drink, you drink. And, look, if you're going to the cookout or you're going to the barbecue, you best bring your own drink because right. that's just the way that works. But you, it, there's just such a tremendous difference. And, look, you know, a cookout is I'm getting burgers and I'm getting dogs. We don't need paper plates. We don't need them because guess what? I can hold it in my hands. You know, yep. why we're, you know, we're shooting the crap. Why, you know, we're shooting, you know, why we're, uh, you know, playing, you know, whatever yard game that you love, if, whether we're throwing horseshoes, whatever it may be. But, you know, the barbecue and the other thing with a cookout is there, there may not be a table. And if there is a table, it's that little square one that should have four chairs, but maybe only two of the chairs work. Maybe a couple of legs are broken. Barbecue's got oh, a nice long table, usually covered yeah. in just straight paper. Because at the end, you're just going to roll it all up because it's going to get all sloppy. That's going to go right in the garbage. For me, and now that I'm older, look, we all went to the cookouts back in the day. We were young. We all went to college. Older, established, the barbecue is the way you want to go. And, like, you got to manipulate it. Like, well, if I'm going to get the ribs now, i got to get the baked beans. Uh, there's a little steak over there. You know what? I'll eat. And, look, burgers and dogs, look, they're going to be at either one. It's certainly, if you go to the barbecue, it's like option E on the food panel. At the barbecue, it's, it's, it's what the little kids eat. The little kids eat the hot dogs and hamburgers with the craft singles on them. But 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 the kids, the, hey, the kids, the kids don't get no brisket. Like you look at it because they can't re, they can't respect it. They don't know what they eat and they can't taste the aged smoke. They don't understand it. They just like, ooh, I don't know, Daddy. Could you give me a hot dog? Yeah, get the Moscow Meyer wieners over there. Stay out. Let the grown folks take care of this. This. this I only this like marinade. my buffalo wings from Buffalo Wild Wings and Sun Stick from the chicken. Don't touch my yeah. chicken. <laughs> is it all the same? Hell no, it's not all the same. There's five different types of chicken there. Do you like it spicy? Do you like it sweet? How do you like it? Is jerk and, chicken over there? Barbecue chicken. You know, look, son, don't take one bite out of it and say, oh, well, if you, and the other thing is you take one bite out of it, you like it, and you're going to put it in a garbage can, get your butt up and out of here. Because yeah. that is a huge, you know, like, if you're not sure if you like it, don't touch it. That's the biggest faux pas ever. And if you fixing your, if you got your children with you and they, and they tell you, I want some of that. All right, well, listen, I'm going to give you some of that, but you better eat it. 
You're going to eat well, it you all. better bite off of mine, and this way we'll yeah, see if you're yeah, going to have you, a little bit more because my boy's going to shoo shoo me right up and out of this joint. Man, you know the, the difference is there. It's so many levels, but the great thing about barbecues is you you get food connoisseurs there. You get people that are that can respect a good piece of meat. That you know, you get a lot of grill masters there too. A lot of people that want to come and test each other's barbecue because it's actually like a little jousting session. No you doubt. bring them over the first time. Let me show you my new little smoker guy. I, I got some hickory that I done chopped down and imported, and it's over here. And I, I got the smoker. So here's the thing: you get a lot of people, and then next week about barbecue. If you do a good job this week, some of your neighbors gonna try to outdo you. Well, we got one next week. And, and let me show you how I do my chicken and beans. Wait till so. you taste Lisa's potato salad. You have no idea what she puts in that. <laughs> and but there's different styles. Of, or the other thing is, is oh my god, the chicken looks a little black. No, 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 honey, that's flavor, girlfriend. That's flavor. It ain't burnt. That's the flavor on top of chicken. Yes, it's a little black. But once you get under that skin, girlfriend, it can be something like you never tasted before. They don't know. They don't know. They don't, you got you preaching to them now. They don't know what they're missing. But the most important thing, obviously, with this conversation is, and look, you know, for everybody, you know, we've been sheltered a lot for the last two years. Um, but you get these holidays, and it's this time of the year here, and we're getting back to some normalcy, and you're getting to see people that you, you haven't seen on a regular basis or huge, huge parts of their life, FaceTime, Zoom. That's all great and well, but there ain't nothing like the general, you know, just being around people that you love, people that you appreciate. So, you know, that's what this all comes down to. Certainly, we're having some fun here, and, you know, whatever, you know, if you need a question or you need to find out whether or not you're headed to a cookout or you head to a barbecue, hit up myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore like hit up at G Bush 91 because we'll help you out here because there's like a proper way to work, you know, it's a and there's a simple one. Like they tell you to bring some chips. You're going to a cookout. They tell you to bring some buns. You're going to a cookout, you know, usually barbecue, bring some dessert. Could you bring a little more beer? We've got all the good stuff that's needed. So we'll, we'll, we'll be your doctors. We'll be Dr. Phil to get you through this type of stuff here. <laughs> um, it was a great way to start the week here, obviously, after Memorial Day weekend. Um, yeah, this will be your Tuesday episode. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, paid homage, you know, took Monday off here. A million more things more important than locked on Browns, important than, you know, the, the musings of Garrett Bush and myself here. Uh, so it was a good day here. But um, there were huge Browns news to get to, of course. Uh, you know, David Njoku extended here. Um, the Browns just trying to build this core of great young players who happen to be freak athletes, embrace the city of Cleveland, and want to be a part of this team ultimately finding the ultimate success. So that is just fantastic with it. We'll get into it more here as the weeks go on, as the week goes on here, Browns wise. He is Garrett Bush, whether it is the barbershop, and you caught him on a Monday. Holly, I guess you know what the way it works here. Yeah. Somebody's got to work those Mondays. G. Right. Bush, Mac Robinson were the guys who drew those straws today at G. Yeah. Bush 91. Make sure you're following over there. Of course, check everything out, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Garrett didn't know what to do with himself today. He actually had a Monday off, but then he didn't, as they just found another gig for him to pull, because Garrett's talking 24-7, 365. Make sure you follow uh, Garrett. No, obviously, all the work he's doing here, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. For everybody who makes us your first listen every day, means the world. YouTube, let's get those subscriptions up here as you boys start to work their way through here. Uh, you know, this new venture together, whatever podcast platform you prefer, make sure you're following, subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Uh, leave those five-star ratings, written, uh, ratings and written reviews. And with that, folks, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Garrett knows the line. I know the line. LGB on the LOB.